Welcome to Small Business Insights, where back office conversations give us insight to what's really going on. Is it grit or luck that gives a small business owner an advantage? Let's find out. I'm your host, Laura Fisher. Thank you so much for being here today. So tell me who you are. Carson Beard. I'm a, a hemp manufacturer down in, in Houston, Texas, and uh, I'm also a financial advisor with the undisclosed major firm. All right. So what kind of education do you have? A four-year degree, Bachelor of Science at Sam Houston State University. Okay. What kind of activities did you do growing up? Dad was big into sports. I love sports. That's how we bonded. That's how... Uh, you know, I learned pretty much everything about myself. I went off to college and played for a year. And uh, what'd you play? I played football. I was a wide receiver many, many cheeseburgers ago. Does that mean you can run? I used to be able to run. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I was pretty fast growing up. Uh, I was a good athlete. My dad was a good athlete. My mom was a really good athlete. She was doing backflips at forty. You know. Oh my She's, goodness. Yeah, she was pretty impressive. Yeah, I got a scholarship out of high school to play a little small D2 in Arkadelphia, Arkansas. That sounds small. It, it's very small. <laughs> Arkadelphia. Yeah. That was an experience. <laughs> that was first time away from home, only child. Just the world opened up to me, and that was an experience. Well, that's good. But uh, transferred to Sam Houston, tried to play over there. Didn't work out, but I met my wife there. Yeah. So that was good. She got pregnant our, our senior year. and. Yeah. uh Kind of forced my hand to leave and and go work offshore for a little bit. Worked up north in the the oil patch in uh, North Texas, you know, near Lubbock. And yeah, that was a also a really eye opening experience. Learned a lot about myself there. That's well, hands on work. Oh right? yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And then Paige had had Sophia, my first daughter, and that was a a, a great experience. That that definitely changed me. And uh, you. You basically have to become a provider. So how long y'all been married now? Ooh, about five years now. Yeah, and how many children do you have? Two, nine and five, Sophia and daughters? Yes, yeah. yes, warrior princesses, as I like to say. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. So what is the name of your company, and what made you want to start it? Was there a problem you were trying to solve? Yeah, definitely. HTX Processing and Distribution is the wholesale uh, aspect of it, the the brand is Spaced Cannabinoid Company. So that's a wholesale and then a retail. You're talking yes. About. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, you don't sell to yourself. You sell to other people. Yes. Okay. Good. Yes. I. I mean, on paper, I guess it, it is considered selling to myself in some aspects, but space is really just a the symbol. It's not really the the business part of it. It's just brand recognition, something simple, but. HTX is the business. What made you get into that business? What made you start thinking about it? I didn't really know anything about hemp. I always grew up, you know, smoking weed and stuff like that. But uh, no formal education or anything. Uh, my dad had hurt himself back in 2016, broke his neck, jumping into a pool. And mm. through that process of him, you know, recovering, his physical therapist, which we adore to this day, um, recommended this stuff called CBD cream. And we were like, what is that? And she's like, oh, it's like weed, but it won't get you high. And we're like, okay. It, it actually worked for him, you know? And this was a very, like, basic, like, low dose in a, in a sample packet that you would get from a, a doctor, right? Right. You know, I just started looking into it. Realized that this was uh, the tip of the iceberg as far as 
maybe this new mindset of how we can take care of ourselves. Well, you're an athlete too. Did you start using it as well? Yes. I, I personally started using it almost immediately, just kind of as a guinea pig. Mm-hmm. Uh, there weren't many CBD stores around. So, uh, you know, it wasn't something I could just jump into and start buying right away. Right. But I started noticing like the things that he was taking for his body pain, nerve pain, spasms, and those things were really, really messed up. Baclofen, gabapentin, and right. ungodly doses because of how severe his injury was. Did he Did he lose any movement? He was totally paralyzed from the neck down. Like you could shoot him in the chest and he wouldn't <laughs> feel it. But he can function. Like he can completely take care of himself. It's just he doesn't feel anything like on the tips of his fingers. Oh, wow. Everything is... I guess, and, you know, it's it's the first time I had ever heard a doctor say the word miracle mm. ever in my life. It really is an astounding story. You should probably interview him. He's much more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that guy is a, I don't think 99.9% of people could have done. He's a different dude. He always has been. If anyone was going to do it, it was going to be him. And the people that know him know, know that's Kent. So that was my inspiration to get started. It was still very young, but there was just something pulling me to it. How old are you now? 32. Did that incident occur and you started to go, hey, what is this product? I'm interested in it. I had not really thought about hemp. I think my mom bought some shampoo one time that had hemp hemp in it. hemp rope. Yeah, and I didn't know anything about it. Um, But when I started looking into it, I started realizing, you know, it's all around us. There's a lot of clothing companies that were starting to use hemp. Because uh, it's more sustainable to grow. It's easier to grow, takes less water. It leaves the soil better than, say, like a cotton or you know other materials. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of interesting from an industrial aspect of it. The shipping industry, obviously, has been using hemp rope uh, since we've had ships. Right. Like, literally. Right. You know, we started looking back at the history of it, why it got prohibited, um, things like that. It, it was just an untold history and it's like why don't we learn about this in school this is far more interesting than some (laughs) of the things I remember far more useful it turns out that's kind of how it all started 2018 when the farm bill was passed it was just like okay you know we can make money off of this Um, I knew a little bit about it I'd say I knew more about the average person just because I I did so much deep diving into alternative painkillers. And you have that science degree, so you weren't intimidated. Oh, I was totally intimidated. Oh, I, I was an awful college student, <laughs> oh. yeah. I I partied for three years, left, and then once I had a kid, I came back and made really good grades to finish out. That but didn't surprise me. I was just an awful, awful student. Uh, and then when you work full-time, you realize, actually, I do need those yeah. skills because the projects are bigger than the ones Yeah, because I'm never going to get to the office. I'm going to be stuck out here on the boat or in, you know, Throckmorton, Texas. I'll regrettably miss my daughter's first New Year's, first Christmas. A lot of firsts being out there. There's great money for someone without a degree and needed money bad. Yeah. But uh, it was no way to live. Yeah. Not for me. Who helped you get started? What did you have to learn? You're in an industry that it seems like laws change every day. You seem to be nervous sometimes. I met you because you rent some space here in the building that I work at. You came and you're a clean cut looking guy. You don't look like a druggie or anything. And so you say, Thank hey, you. hey, ma'am, you're very polite. And you said, I have all these papers. I have a, a sheriff 
some legal guy, he said, if you have any questions, they're going to come in. Detective Hammond, yeah. Yeah, they're going to come in and inspect, and that's normal. I have so many regulations. You really don't have to worry about anything nefarious going on. So how did you start? What did you have to learn? Did somebody help you through it? It all started with the farm. My best friend served in Afghanistan and made a lifelong friend over there who had some family land up in Michigan. That's what started everything. I was chief research officer of that company, so I had to look into it even more than I have. And, you know, from a business perspective, not just from I'm trying to help my dad. Mm -hmm. That was a huge learning curve, but it was it was great because it was just so empowering to know all those times my mom told me I never amount to anything because I smoked too much weed. And look <laughs> at me now. I'm just kidding. That never happened. But but I'm sure it has for other people, right? I'm sure people, mom's right? going to listen to this, too. Oh, God. She'll love that. <laughs> but no, I mean, on a serious note, it, it was really awesome to be like, this could actually be a business and a big business. Yeah. That's what started the passion for it. Then we needed somewhere to sell that stuff. That whole thing kind of broke down around harvest didn't get all the plants off the field, but we got enough to start something down here. The one person I owe it to, this guy named Moses. Moses managed a smoke shop by my house. Here, I would go in, here the, in Houston? Uh, down in Sugarland, okay. yeah, southwest Houston. I would bring him all kinds of stuff, pre-rolls, moon rocks, things that I'm just trying to throw together. He's, he's kind of impressed. He thinks, you know, it's kind of cool. And, and it's all legal. It's all yeah, legal stuff. Yeah, it's all hemp, right? You know, after months of this, you know, just kind of dropping in, you know, that's my main place. I get all my stuff anyway. He he just drops me an address. No name, no nothing, no time, no appointment. So a couple of days later, I just show up, just like sketchy looking warehouse. There's no signage or anything. There's just, you know, industrial building after industrial building. Right. And I walk in and it's just like 25 foot tall ceiling warehouse. You know, a football field long, and it's just stacked from top to bottom with, like, smoke shop items. I'm just like, wow, what is this place? I go back, and this guy owns a huge smoke shop, you know, chain in Houston, 30, 40 stores. Had a really good conversation with him. He gave me a name of his family member who runs their wholesale operation. Okay. Up to this point, I've barely done anything and nothing with quality and then you're doing this out of your home yes out of my kitchen okay yes and we'll talk about how amazing my wife is for that later on (laughs) but he gave me a shot and i brought him some samples and he liked them he did a good enough job to where uh the first order was about a thirty thousand dollar order wow like right off the bat that is what started it all moses giving me that address and if it wasn't for that None of this would have happened. So you had your first $30,000. That's a lot. Yeah, it was a big order. It was like 50 pounds of moon rocks. I think like 10,000 pre-rolls over the course of like two months. Got paid like every week a certain amount based on what I dropped off. And that was cool, except that was a lot of work. Who was helping you? Your buddies, your My wife? My best friend, Tyler. Yeah. Uh, he's the one who helped me start the company. I mean, we'd stay up for two, three days at a time without sleeping or anything, just rolling pre-rolls and <laughs> putting key on them and stuff, and it was a shit show. <laughs> My house had to be deep clean, like the ceilings and everything, because there's just dust everywhere. Yeah, and, and so this is legal? Totally legal. What What is it exactly that, that you're rolling? Is it so I think Delta at, 8? I've heard that in the yeah, news. Yeah, at what that time, it? we were doing some CBD flower pre-rolls, that we would cover with CBD distillate and then CBD keef. And then 
we would do the same thing, but use Delta 8 distillate. And uh, those were our two that we were doing for that chain at that time. I'm sure my listeners probably, they're not smoking weed or they have a, a, an idea who is, you know, that maybe when they're growing up, you know. So is the customer different who's coming in to buy the CBD Delta 8 than the one that's buying it from the local guy on the corner? Yes. What I've noticed is that there's a lot more variety. There's a lot of people my parents' age that are just down with Delta 8. It's that perfect space. They're not just in the fetal position, but they can get high enough, if you want to call it that, to alleviate that back pain or you know help out with that insomnia or just replace that melatonin because this stuff doesn't make you groggy, you know, things like that. Or do foolish things. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And I think it's just, there's just a space that's never really been pursued. And these minor cannabinoids are going to fill that space. Whether we do it or not, that's the future of over-the-counter medicine, in my opinion. And you want to be there. Oh, yeah. So you have a plan, you get your first big order what are you starting to think? What What's going on in your mind? How am I going to make this a business? So you have a plan. What's next? The plan was, there, there was no plan. <laughs> there was no guidance. There was nothing. Then what gives you that tenacity to figure this out? Just the curiosity of it. Like it was just kind of like something mysterious and kind of exciting. When you're in a financial advisor, so you're also seeing people with wealth, Yes. That are growing things with businesses. I saw that people work their entire lives and then they decided to live at 65 and by then it was too late. And I wanted to, to do something else. I wanted to retire early and I wanted to, if I was going to have to work my whole life, do something at least that I was passionate about. Yeah. This is something I'm definitely passionate about. It's something that I don't have to drink coffee for. Or, or get up for in the morning, you know, I'm up, like I'm wide awake because I get to, I get to mess with weed all day, you know, essentially like that's <laughs> it's just something you love. Yeah. Like it's just really cool to surprise people to see someone be like, this is not what I expected it to be. Right. And, and this is much more enjoyable than I thought it would be. That could be someone that's never smoked in their life or it could be the biggest pothead ever. Now, I think things are changing. You don't have to smoke your product in order to receive it, right? Are there other ways? Oh, lots of different ways. Because uh, you can have people that don't like smoke or vape. Yeah, smoking is still probably the most popular, but I would tell you that edibles are right there. When people actually do it the right way, the water-soluble method will in my opinion, that that is the medicinal side of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want you, you don't want any type of detection. I mean, just something that you can drop into it. Your favorite drink, your Coca Cola, your your water, your coffee, your juice, and there's no way that anyone would be able to detect that. So it's easy to travel with, you know, easy to gift. It's easy to and carry. It's not all about getting high. It's not always about getting yeah. high. I mean, that's that's like our motto. Like, it's not always about getting high. There, there's this whole other face to cannabis, and it's extremely important for people to realize that this is a viable medicine. This is a, a viable method of healing, and, and it's not a Western philosophy, so it's hard for, for especially us to, to kind of grasp it. We're, we're not treating your symptom. We're allowing your body to heal itself a little bit better, and that's all the endocannabinoid system is doing is 
is it's kind of like a control system for the rest of your body as it makes sure everything operates smoothly. And if you're deficient in some of these cannabinoids, it, it can cause effects elsewhere. I mean, they're all connected to your gut health, your brain health, your blood, your oxygen levels. I mean, everything is entwined in this. Like you said, a new frontier. Yes, it's a new frontier. I'm just a manufacturer, right? There are chemists and doctors that are that are in this space that know far more than I do. And I've heard them speak and I can regurgitate about 7% of what they say. <laughs> what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing and what I'm getting feedback from patients from is is absolutely mind-blowing beyond what I ever thought it would be when I started researching this. It, it really is a miracle plant for some people. You know this man, but his daughter has a, a rare disease, Turner syndrome. Her her you know body is that of like a ten year old, even though she's eighteen, nineteen years old. She's been you know riddled with night terrors and health problems her whole life. This guy sits in front of me and calls me a godsend, and I'm certainly not. That that's the effect it's having on his life. I mean, his daughter is sleeping through the night. Yeah, she that's he, significant. He told me that she hasn't had a night terror in like two months. That she's wow. been sleeping through the night. Like most entrepreneurs, you have your full time job, and then your second gig is building your new business. How close are you to going full time? Probably about a month away. We are in a transition phase. Like personally, we're moving up to Oklahoma. Got some land up there. So once that is all settled and done, then I will go full time. All right. Go full time. That's pretty, uh, I that's mean, believing in yourself. I've been so focused on this anyway the last year. I think 2020 just burned me out. Just dealing with people's emotions day in and day out because obviously the stock market was doing, you know, stupid things. And people want to know that their money's okay, that their nest egg's okay, that they can send their kids to college and. We dealt with it. After 2020, I was just burnt out. And I'm walking away from a lot of money, a, a legacy. And it's just, I don't care yeah. about the money. I mean, that for me is not what gets me up in the morning. There, there's no way I could be a good father and a good husband if I had to do that every time we had a bad year on the market. And with everything going on, there's no telling yeah, I don't see any rescue there's no coming. In yeah, soon. there's no telling what the next few years are going to bring as far as people's assets. That's that's going to be extremely interesting to see. I made great money in 2020, made more money than I've ever made in my life. It just wasn't worth it. That's called values, right? There's at some point I just became this like soft little teddy bear. And, <laughs> and everything I do and think about is is for these little... These little savages, <laughs> and uh, I mean, you've well, met your princess warriors. That My was princess you? warriors. So you uh, you started, and you're getting ready to go full time. You're making a big move. Has it always been smooth sailing? Have you learned some things? It's never been smooth sailing. No. Not yet. Have you had some setbacks? Oh yeah, yeah. Everything was always stressful. It was always, you know, we're behind. We're behind for your HDX. Yes. Distributing. Yes. I didn't know anything about wholesale distribution, anything. So that was a total learning curve. But I guess the biggest thing was like the legislative stuff. You know, when I first started, there was a smokable flower, you know, hemp ban. And and we didn't know if, if we could even have flour in our pre-rolls because 
you know, that was hemp. And then I was told by someone, oh, you sell it as incense. So it was like, you know, <laughs> and then you got to like change your packaging and you have to oh, have yeah. QR codes. And if you call Austin for any type of guidance, nothing. No one even knows that they have a hemp program there. I mean, now they do. But when it first started, they had no idea. And that was just, what, two years ago? Yes. So it, it is lightning speed changing. A hundred percent. When I got in, I mean, I, I didn't talk to anybody that, that knew how to help me fill out my application. And I waited months and months and months for my processing license. And finally, it got pushed through because I kept calling, kept emailing. and That's the tenacity in you. It was very frustrating, but it finally worked out. And then the hemp ban, and then that worked out. And then they banned Delta 8. So it sounds like three steps forward, two steps back. Very much so. We never... You know, regressed to a point where we were like, ah, we need to hang it up. I mean, we always saw the the value and the future and the potential. It's hard to to plan for something like that because there are stories about that this was like a personal thing between someone and this this person. And oh my goodness! So it was like petty. Yeah. The DEA doesn't recognize Delta Eight THC as a compound, and they're they say it's going to be illegal. And then DEA came out and said, no, we. We totally know what it is, and we're actually very interested in it because we can we, we understand its uh, capabilities. Mm-hmm. That was a huge win for us, but I still think in like a few days there's like another hearing or something. Yeah, you're never I quite sure. I think everyone's just sick of it. They're just like, no, we're just going to do whatever we want because it ultimately comes down to local law enforcement. So you have a lot of media stuff you got to sort oh, through as gosh, well. Oh, gosh, yeah, and no one knows what they're talking about. You've grown from out of your kitchen— you probably were in your garage. Then you got an office warehouse here at the Imperial Business Park in Sugarland, Texas. Where are you now, and what are your plans? So we're gonna move up to Oklahoma. the The HTX wholesale aspect will continue to run down here. I think Houston's a great hub. There's a lot of customers that we have here that still need to be serviced. So it just doesn't make any sense for us to move that part of it spaced will become its own entity. It will be a, more of a, a collaboration type brand. We will have our, our products all limited release. We won't keep like a running inventory of things. You can special order, custom order. And if you're another company, you'll be able to collaborate with us. You want a, a specialty item. And you know, we do different versions of all of our items. Try to put a, a, a high context spin on it, if you will. Try to make it a little more sophisticated than just smoking weed, right? Mm-hmm. Like we have things that are for the business professional. Someone that needs to take the edge off might smoke habitually, right? But they can't afford to be stoned in that board meeting they're about to walk into. So we have a you know a vaporizer or a drink additive that hits that space where you're not stoned, but you're also not you know nauseous and and woozy or sounds good for anxiety it's great for anxiety yeah cbd cbga those literally stop covid replication <laughs> i don't know if you saw that bloomberg published this article i posted it on my my instagram about those two cannabinoids completely stopping the replication of covid in human bodies wow that's insane yeah that's absolutely insane and and the cool thing about those two compounds is they're like really, really available and, and cheap and right. abundant well, and hemp. We know why they're not interested in it. That's maybe, no money in it. Maybe if, <laughs> well, I mean, 
they're the pharmaceutical. They will turn it into a pill. They will bastardize it into something that costs more than than it should. Yeah. I mean, that's what they're good at. So you're going to grow your business, both your manufacturing, your wholesale, and then the other one is spaced. So if somebody wants to reach you to to do either or, tell us how they can reach you. Carson Beard, Instagram, direct messages have been effective. Spaced Cannabinoid Co. Co. is the Instagram tag. Our website is spacedcc.com. You can leave us messages there as well. You can shop around, look around. And where are your products sold in the Houston area? There's a lot of different stores. We're probably in about 10 different stores. And it's under the name Spaced? It's under the name Spaced. Uh, I'll say the store I'll plug today is Integrity Hemp down in Sugarland, across from the, the sugar mill. Uh, it's a really nice store. Clint runs a clean operation over there. He's got a lounge and a, a back patio area where we have events. That's a great spot to pick up a variety of our different products. Yep. That's awesome. Well, um, Carson, thank you so much for stopping by today. You have enlightened me to see the business side of it and the opportunity. Thank you for having Definitely me. sounds like a new frontier. You can't see him, but he's an impressive young man. He, he says he's old, but he's he's not that old. Good-looking guy, very respectable, and you go, that's not the image I thought of. God, I love uh-huh. radio. You can just lie like that. <laughs> no one knows. That's amazing. Uh, well, thank you, and we're glad you stopped by. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on Small Business Insights. Make sure you visit our website at fisherpodcast.com where you can follow the podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform so you'll never miss a show. If you enjoyed and found value in today's episode, we'd appreciate a rating and review on iTunes or simply share it with a friend. That would help us out too. Make sure you tune in next week for our next episode. Until then, you better be up to something. 